It's our JFL 42 wrap-up special. I'm Dean Young, and we're about to go Inside the Joke. Welcome to Inside Jokes on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. JFL 42 wrapped up this week in Toronto, and of course, with it, the city has been flooded with comics from coast to coast here in Canada, across the U.S., and worldwide. 42 comics hitting stages all over the city, and of course, headliner, gala shows downtown. And right now, tonight in studio, we have one of those comics with us. Uh, back on the show, it's been a few months, actually, we have Sam Morell in studio with us. Hey, I've never doing, been man? here, though. I called you guys. You phoned us. You actually yeah. made the trek down this time. So you've had like a crammed few days in Toronto doing shows stages all over the place i'm so it's been crammed i've not done i haven't like really seen the city i kind of wanted to do more stuff but i'm just uh yeah you just kind of wait i feel like it's so i remember my friend ryan hamilton is this joke where it's like he'll say to the crowd sometimes you're the first people i've talked to today yeah that's that's how i feel on the road sometimes well and you've been going for a couple weeks even before jfl right i knew this stretch was gonna make me disconnected and depressed and then the lack of sleep uh this guy waking me up at like 6 40 a.m doesn't help so uh, yeah our producer vince tedesco dragged you down to the morning show yeah global and it was fun yeah they were like nothing edgy i was like all right and then i got there and they're like so justin trudeau and i'm like this is your fault (laughs) i mean what's gonna happen this is on you I do so. kind of want an American take on this because this has this has just happened. This is just a few days old here in Canada, but we have our own election coming up. As an American, <laughs> as an outsider, and of course you're here performing in, in Toronto all week, what do you think of this whole Trudeau thing? Because we're almost just about to like sink a, a candidate just over... You know, some Halloween costumes, I guess. There, it, there was like three of them, though. That's the thing. One picture yeah. came out, and then there was like, yeah, but there's, there's. Yeah, well, then it, it was started with like brown face, and then yeah. it was like, it was like, all right, well, is that? I guess as a, New, as a New Yorker, I'm like, well, what's worse, brown face or black face? I'm like trying to like figure it out in my head, you know, which is not the right response. But then, but then they're like, well, there's also black face. I'm like, all right, forget I said that. You yeah. Know? And then like, it's like once you have like multiple, uh, once you have multiple scandals, like it's like, all right, it's the same thing, but it's like. This was like your go-to at parties. Yeah. Like this was your move, which is like it. It feels like, yeah. If you're like a privileged white guy and your and your move is blackface. Yeah. It doesn't. It doesn't look good. <laughs> it's not like like I feel like he was probably like, like it's like you you do have a loud costume if you have kind of a bad personality and I feel like he's kind yeah. of got that. Yeah. I think it's like a loud choice. So it's like an, it's an attention move. So it's like you're the shocking guy. And, but he did it when he was like, wasn't he a teacher or something? He was he a teacher this? at a university. He was like 25 or something. I mean, it's not. Can you imagine seeing your teacher in blackface? Well, yeah. <laughs> but you know what? I mean, remember Prince Harry showed up at that Halloween. Co- he was like dressed as a Nazi, like a stormtrooper. Right. And now we're watching him get married on TV. So it's like, yeah, let's watch him marry the girl from yeah, Suits. Yeah, but he, like, that was kind of his thing. Like, that's the problem. Like, yeah. Harry was kind of the bad boy. Where It's weird to be like, because yeah, the guy's a Nazi. I'm like, he likes to he likes to be cutting edge. Yeah. He's, he a, he's a cutting edge. the lines. No, yeah. but, uh, but that was kind of his thing, is that he was like the... The cut up and the and the bad boy, the family, and, yeah. and now people are like, oh, he turned it around. But Trudeau's thing is that he's like this woke, uh, you know. So I think the problem is that people look at him as a phony. Like it, he, he, a lot of people are looking at him like, well, you're either racist or you're fake. Yeah, and that that's either way, it's bad. Yeah, and he kind of 
he he's kind of painted himself with that brush, not in this like a negative way like this, but he's kind of done that before. Where like figuratively and literally, figuratively, yeah. Literally, yeah, <laughs> literally. Like he went, he did this whole. He was I don't know what he was. He was in India and he was doing all these like showing up to these like cultural events yeah. and stuff, completely dressed in the garb Ugh. and like all, had all these photo ops. And I just, saw like, that picture. Too much, right? You're going one step too far. Yeah, it's like just be yourself. Yeah, and I think the problem is maybe he doesn't know who he is. Like when you when you become this politician, like he he, it's part of his family. When you're the son of a politician, yeah. I feel like those are the people with the greatest identity crises. Yeah, you know they're the ones who act out the most. They're the ones who want to be like people think they're like oh that. The, so those are the kids who are often the drunks or the you yeah. Know. You're trying not to be your dad. You know, you're trying to have your own legacy. But then also that. like I in some level. I kind of feel for them because it's like, well, they want to, they want to have a childhood, and they don't really get that in some yeah. way because they're under the spotlight so much. So I guess there, there's an area where I do feel for them, but like, yeah, you gotta just. I guess there's no situation where I was gonna say you gotta just own the blackface, but I guess you can't do that. <laughs> <laughs> I think you just, I think you're just kind of screwed there. I wonder, I wonder how if he'll bounce back. I don't know. I don't know. It's tough because I mean, there was always that thing where he got. We really voted him in because we were sick of the other guy. And right. then, yeah, he was because Trudeau in Canada, that's like the, that's the closest thing we have to like a Kennedy, you know, because right. we have that or the Fords. So the Fords are like the yeah. Kennedys, right? So it was like he was good looking on camera and his last name was Trudeau and the other guy sucked. So we just went, yeah, why not? You know, and that's it. So <laughs> Trudeau's a Kennedy without the drowned woman. Yeah. You know, that's, yeah, his, that's, uh, yeah. that's no what he's got going for him. Uh, yeah, he's. Uh, I mean, his mom nailed the stones. So there's that, you know. <laughs> Is that true? Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Wow. And she's on the fest, so there you go. She wow. did. She's on the night she's on just yeah. KFL 42. She did a, a speaking gig. Oh, wow. Trudeau. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, I, I don't know, man. I just think uh, it, it's like it, it's hard to escape this stuff now. There's like a, It is like a cancel culture thing where uh, – it's gonna, it's gonna just follow him always. Like that's that's the thing. Like every time you say, it's tough because when you have that kind of dirt out, you can't really speak the way you're now a different person, right? Yeah, like you're like, always gonna be the, yeah. the way he speaks out on race now. Even if he means well, people are gonna be like, all right, but remember this, yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah. It's it's t it's almost like if you're like you know if you like cheated on your girlfriend or something and then you get back together and then you're at a party and they're like that person cheats and you're like what a scumbag you can't do that <laughs> yeah you got to be like well there are circumstances where you have to like yeah be roundabout now so i feel like there's a little bit of that in in comedy right now too i mean we were talking about this on this show lately like you know the Chappelle special, of course, is the most current yeah. example. But something comes out, and then a lot of people get mad. And then everybody, it's kind of that tired old thing of, like, people are too soft now, man. Everything's too politically correct. I don't think that's true. I think just there's platforms now where everybody instantly has an opinion, and they can voice it now. Sure. Before it was like, you go to a show. I didn't I didn't like that show, or I did, and that's sort of it, you know? Here's my thing. If you got $60 million for your Netflix special, I don't really care that people are upset at your jokes. <laughs> yeah. That's just kind of my yeah, stance. Yeah. I mean, I think Chappelle's a, a brilliant comic, of course. I'm, I'm a fan. Yeah. Uh, but I just, like, I don't, I don't care. I mean, it's like, I, people are annoyed at my jokes. I'm performing in strip malls so who yeah cares? and i think it just gets overhyped but then it also goes away just as fast because people are going to be mad yeah about if you don't else if tomorrow. you don't listen to it i mean it's twitter it's like yeah and also Chappelle's not even on twitter i mean you you hear the voices part of me is like wh wh who is bothering Chappelle? like is it like a critic or something because it's like i know yeah. that people there was like the trans community was upset and like but then also it's like those people aren't at your shows they they love you you know so i feel like he's 
successful enough to not he's like almost like got this folk hero thing where he doesn't have yeah. to be on social media he just he's like you hear Chappelle's performance somewhere and you just flock to it because you want to hear him speak and you know the rest of us in the younger generation we kind of we have to be on social media and I would love to not be I would love to just live life and not be on it but it's, it's part of the gig now. It's, it's part of the gig and we'll be right back with more Sam Morrell right here on Inside Jokes Global News Radio 640 Toronto My name's Aaron Berg, and you're so lucky to be listening to me on Inside Jokes on 640. And we're back in studio for more Inside Jokes right here on Global News Radio 640 Toronto with the one and only Sam Morell. One interesting thing I was thinking about, I mean, for you, you're doing the circuit, you've hit all the late shows and all this stuff. Everybody has to have a Netflix special now. Everybody's sure. dropping albums. Back in the day, it was like, you know, you'd go and do one late show, especially in the Carson days. It was right. like, you go, everybody in America watches you that night. That's it. You're set now. You've made it. There really isn't like one thing now that yeah. sets We're you up. We're better than those comics. Yeah. Well, we have, have to, be to be so much better. I think you have it's to funny. be. It's funny. It's almost like you watch, you look at those sets where you look at like, basketball players in the 50s where they're just like dribbling around yeah, and you're yeah, like yeah. all right that this is ridiculous <laughs> like you should not have been able to play you know so i see some of those comics and i'm like wow they hold up and they're brilliant but then you see others and you're just like is this all it took back then yeah so uh yeah you really have to write so much more now so i yeah i feel constantly stressed like i need a new <laughs> like i need new material all the time well for you i mean stand up in new york that's a tough scene to come out of and actually make yourself we talked about this a bit last time you called into the show, but separate from the pack. Because New York's a very cutthroat. L.A. is just where people go for literally everything. Right. You know, you just, you want to just, you want a part of that whole buffet that's happening there. Everything's the a little bit fake. It. Why every, a sadness to it. every film right? noir is in L.A., right? Yeah, you're like, everything's kind of plastic. Look at the crowd, you're just like, you're like, why aren't they laughing? You're like, oh, she's crying. She missed an audition <laughs> today, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. yeah it's, uh, New York is just, that's a pure sort of it's a little bit more raw and it's it's more aggressive and edgy that's a stand-up town new york is a stand-up comedy town i guess so yeah it's it's a great place to do comedy but i also feel like i have to do the road all the time and you know almost like just test my bits in different markets well i think the interesting thing about you and you did gain a reputation for this is that how immediate you are so something will happen in the news or something will happen in pop culture whatever seems like you're on the club you're on the stage that night with new material about this just like riffing on it well that's the job you know i mean i I think a lot of those jokes aren't evergreen enough to make a special so you just like well i have have an opinion on it i'd like to put it out there i'd like to i like i like to just throw material out there so yeah if if there's something funny if i have an angle that's maybe different or good then yeah I'll, i'll totally throw it out there so when you're doing a festival like this, you're here in Toronto, you're sitting around between shows, you're maybe sitting in a coffee shop writing or whatever, something comes on the news or something happens and you go, oh, okay, this there's something here, I need to go out and talk about this. Will you do that on a stage like this or are you kind of like... Yeah, I did yeah. a Trudeau joke the other night. I did a, I did a few bits the other night, you know. Uh, I'll, do, I'll do, If it's something topical, I try not to be too political in my act just because there's, a, there's enough comics out there doing that and they're you know smarter or better than i am so let them do it but you know if there's if there's something topical that that i think like i'll do kind of like an average person's take on politics where it's kind of like a person who you know he's he's around and he's and i watch the news but i don't feel like i'm informed enough on politics to really be like a political comic nor do i want to be i don't i i like jokes that are almost more of an escape and more yeah you know and uh 
and I'll, I'll do like an issue, like if it's like guns or the Me Too movement, I'll do like a thing that I feel has staying power, but if it's just like a story, yeah, that you throw that on Instagram or you throw that on YouTube, but I, I don't wanna, I don't feel the need to put that in an hour, because I just, I, I, I've heard comics like pop on Pandora or something, and they'd be like, when Reagan did this, and I'm like, what? I don't, <laughs> what, are you, what are you talking about? <laughs> so unless it's, unless it's like a big Reagan thing, like, you know, maybe like just say no or something, it was yeah, like some yeah. big, you know, it doesn't feel like, I, I loved listening to Dangerfield albums growing up because they were just jokes. And I'm like, that's forever, those jokes. Yeah, so I that's like, timeless, right? Yeah. yeah. For you, yeah, I think there is that. I mean, you're constantly writing, though, and I think obviously that's the job. But I think for some comics, it is easy to go, well, I got these festivals on my calendar. I did the special this year. I did the album. I'm just going to roll with that material for a I while. don't know how else to get fans. I don't know how else to like keep, like not only get fans, but to keep growing as a comic. Like I feel like if I stop writing, I just, like I don't think, I'll put it this way, I don't think any of my jokes are good enough to hold on to for too long, if that makes sense. Like I just can't. Yeah. Like not, And also, people are going to steal your jokes. People are going to, there's going to be parallel thought. If you hang on to a joke, that you just have told for like five years and you see someone else do it, that hurts so badly. But if that's a, but if you do a joke that you, that you just are like, well, that was a joke, but that was like a part, you know, that yeah. was a brief, maybe I told it for a year or something. It, you're just like, whatever. It's, it's almost like you don't want to fall in love with a joke. You want to be, you want to be a Tomcat comedian joke yeah. teller, if that makes sense. And I think you also, it's the difference between sort of your pigeonholing yourself in a way and you, you don't want to be known for just that joke. You mm -hmm. want to be known as your own ever evolving exactly. comedian right exactly yeah even even if you write a you know a, a carlin level chunk you don't yeah. want you it's great if i mean god if any bit goes viral it's amazing but you don't want i don't think you want to be known for any bit and only that bit yeah like those days of like you know being like a, a shtick comic or a catchphrase comic like you don't want to be nailed to that anymore and, and audiences don't buy that anymore that's not People want to hear something new. I don't know, time. man. I'm kind of shopping around. You might be a Jewish comedian. If, uh, <laughs> I, I think that's. Know. I think audiences, in a way, are too smart for that. And I think also, we're kind of. I'd be curious what you would say about this as a comic, but we're kind of in this sort of golden age of stand-up again right now because in the last decade or so, it's like Netflix specials blew up, podcasting blew up. People stand-up became a thing to go out and watch again and sit at home and watch. It's kind of stand-up's kind of in again right now yeah. and you know movies the biggest movies were comedy cable shows all this stuff has just blown up so it's sort of another heyday for stand-up again right now and i think audiences are too smart right now because there's so much that they can take in everybody has to be out there constantly showing them something new because there's so many options keep it tuned in we'll be back with more sam morell on our jfl 42 wrap-up special right here on inside jokes only on global news radio 640 toronto Hey, I'm Adam Groh, the Cash Cab Guy, and you're listening to Inside Jokes on 640. Yeah, yeah, I'm up at Brooklyn. Now I'm down in Tribeca, right next to the Narrow, but I'll be hood forever. I'm the new Sinatra, and since I made it here, I can make it anywhere. Yeah, they love me everywhere. I used to and we're back in studio with Sam Morell for more JFL 42 right here on Inside Jokes, brought to you, of course, by our good friends at Hakeem Optical. Yeah, and I also think, like, what I think people are moving, not only is the are, are the specials moving more quickly and the material moving more quickly, but, like, comedy is moving more quickly. Like, things that we think funny or to the public is a weird thing, but, like, 
you look what like some jokes on the office even like 10 years ago and now they're like oh you can't say that anymore you yeah, know yeah. so it's amazing that like yeah you got to keep you know adapting and not to them adapt to stay true to yourself but like there's there comedy's moving so fast that i just i don't want to ever stop moving with it i guess is yeah yeah look at the film tropic thunder Right. Came out, the what, whole blackface thing in there. Yeah, the whole blackface. Yeah. But you know what? No way you can make a movie like that. That's now. ten years ago or something. Well, same with uh, the. But Hangover. it was. But it was meant to be offensive, right? Like yeah, even yeah. even then, it was meant to be like the point was that he was such a committed actor. Well, of course, that was right? the funny. But do you think that would get made now? Hell no. Probably not. But I still I think, think it I still think it's is. I still think it's funny. Yeah, of course it's hilarious. Because yeah, I don't. Yeah, it probably doesn't get made now though. Well, even no. when the first Hangover movie came out, like paging Doctor. That was a catchphrase for about five minutes. You right. could, there's no way that that would happen now. I like yeah. in a mainstream box office. That was a huge movie. Nobody at would the put time, their you know? no no studio. I think would put their name to that. I don't think so now. I don't know. And to get back to social media, it's funny. Can you picture second. like Bradley Cooper being like, "I'd like to apologize <laughs> for that," and you're like, "You were yeah, playing a character." None of me hung out to drive for that. No, but you have to like you almost have to do that now. If you're like in a if you're in a drama, people are like, "Well, that was horrible." But you're like, when you're playing that for laughs, people are like, "That is not representative of my views." <laughs> now yeah. I now make films like A Star Is Born. Yeah, I think there's two kinds of comics now, and I think the like the industry's changed in a way where. You know, there was always those comics who sort of, they started off in stand-up, but that was always just meant as sort of a platform to something. So I'm going to work my way up, and then I'm going to be Eddie Murphy. You know, then I'm going to be in movies and all (laughs) this stuff, right? He's not actually doing stand-up anymore. Yeah, but I think there's also... One time I picked up a transvestite, but that's as close as I got. (laughs) I I think there's also just working comics like that it's it's like a trade i mean for you i mean could i could you picture doing anything else but being in clubs and being in festivals and being on it's the road tough. I mean, it's really it's really tough for me to picture like i it's almost like i'd feel like a i almost feel like a sellout you know because i'm just i don't think i'm good enough at anything else so i think uh i i think i have to just keep doing what people the small group of people that do like me for like me for yeah you know and i think it's almost there's kind of a cycle to it now where it's like the calendar year just keeps rolling over. It's like, okay, this year I got XYZ festivals under my belt. I got this coming up on my calendar. It looks like a solid year, but then you just keep working. Like there's no kind of end goal where you just stop at a certain point. I think you just, the end goal is to just, there's no end goal, but you just keep trying to get better and you just keep trying to uh, challenge yourself and, and come up with material. And hopefully the material keeps getting a little more interesting or, yeah. or, and funnier. And, and uh, I just look back at jokes like, uh, you know, I, did my first album like probably 2015 and, and I think my new hour now is so much funnier and I think my last hour is funnier than that so I just you know you just got to keep looking at yourself and, and hoping that you improve and put in the work yeah you always just have to evolve and change but it. yeah it's, th- it's always about the next gig in a way right totally yeah it's like <laughs> it's like all I complain non-stop in my, if I have a light month I email my agent like what are we gonna do about you know, January or whatever, you know? Yeah. And, uh, yeah, you just gotta, you got, that's the thing with stand up is like, you're not just doing the gig, you're doing the gig to have new, like if I'm going to this gig, I'm going to be writing new jokes there. Yeah. So yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm going to be trying new stuff there. So you're building the hour while you're like on the job. Yeah. Which I think, yeah, this week doing a festival like JFL 42, it's like, yeah, you're hitting a few stages in Toronto. You're here for a few nights. You're playing to a few different crowds. Probably a lot of them do know you, but you're also hitting some stages where people are just randomly seeing you because totally. they're just part of the fest, right? And then you yeah. can go on to whatever your next thing is, and you got all this new material because you sat around in Toronto for four days and wrote that stuff and and played around with it on stage, right? Yeah, and I also, you know, I feel like I'm gonna I'm gonna tape something in December. I'm gonna try to tape a new hour in December. So, uh, you know, this is very helpful, just like 
figuring out order and seeing which parts uh, crowds get uh, you know a little tired during. Yeah, because you, know, you yeah. know when you when you keep a rapid pace for for a certain amount of time with a lot of punchlines, they're gonna get tired at some point, and you just have to hope that comes like toward the end, and then you can do a part that grips them right back, and then you close strong because you don't want to lose them. But it's inevitable that when you demand that much attention, you're gonna lose them at some point. So yeah, I'm, I'm trying to be conscious of that. For you, what is your absolute favorite? place to go and work out new stuff like do you have still at this point i mean you're from new york you came up in new york you're in la now no i live in new york still oh you're in new york still i was visiting I la you, uh, i was you visiting la so okay for you uh, is there no, still i'm, a place I'm the you... least la person on the planet <laughs> uh, yeah. i had someone pick me up at the airport they were like you reek of new york like, <laughs> well i know even you a... said that to me you're like yeah i'm from new yeah, yeah i know i can tell you know <laughs> there is no Toronto. you can't tell if somebody's from toronto we're kind of like new york <laughs> i can kind of tell removed. the way you talk a little yeah, yeah. there's like yeah there's like kind of a toronto thing yeah, I I just um we don't not, have a vibe here really. We're just kind of like a lot of people live here and there's some condos. You guys have a vibe. There's I don't like know a, what it is. It's like a wait to wait for the uh wait for the green light to <laughs> walk across the street. That's your vibe, I think. <laughs> it's respectful and uh yeah, I don't know. I I uh I like the cellar a lot because uh, I used to be so scared to do new bits there, but I've been there a while yeah. now, so I feel like I can at least, you know, I still want to do well there. I still want to, you know, especially because there's young comics, you don't want to get shown up, but, you know, because uh, they're funny and, and I want to hold my own. But, uh, but yeah, you got to work on new stuff. I think when you get addicted to the kill, you, you, you're you not writing enough, so you got to, yeah. it's fun to kill, but it's also like, man, you got, sometimes when I'm doing too well, I feel like a hack. I think you got to keep writing. And then... Uh, and if you're doing new stuff, you're not going to do as well. So it's important to work it in. So the seller, they have a side room called the Fat Black Pussycat. They, they have yeah. a new joke night. I'll run hours there. I'll, I'll experiment. Certain clubs on the road are incredible. Like I just did Comedy Works in Denver. There's an incredible club. Uh, uh, Helium in Philly. Uh, Helium in Buffalo when I saw you in May. Oh, that's yeah. right. Yeah. yeah. I was getting killed in attendance by the uh, <laughs> by the lacrosse team in Buffalo. <laughs> so you know you, so you know you haven't made it yet in the business when they're like the bandits are having a big uh, having a big summer. I'm like, all right. <laughs> kill me. Buffalo bandits. No, yeah. it's a great yeah, the heliums are great always. And then uh, you know, comedy on state in Madison. There's so many so many great clubs. But the cellar's more or less your home club, right, Sam? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah I'm there like every night. I love it. And we'll be right back with more Sam Morrell in studio right here on Inside Jokes on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. This is Molly Earl, and uh, you're listening to Inside Jokes. So I guess that's about your liver. My liver and my... uh, Still got my teeth. And... uh, (laughs) my own teeth and we're on global news radio 640 toronto but you won't let me love you yeah <laughs> party people all around the town this the odb kid what we got coming producing. through your area and i'm gonna tell you one time you gonna love me. I'm the one man And we're back in studio with more Sam Morrell right here for JFL 42, of course, on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. And you can stream us online, coast to coast and worldwide on Global News. Do you still get that thing at this point, especially at a place like a cellar, because everybody just drops in there and there's a lot of comics who are, you know, that's sort of their home turf. Do you still get that, that thing at this point in your career where it's like a certain comic will come in and you go, oh, 
really got to like show them something tonight. Like, do you still get? Does that phase you at all, or is it just sort of, so ah, we're all just in the same thing? But now. when you're young, you're young and you're brand new. They're like, oh my god, Chappelle, and then yeah. you're like, and then you're like, been there too long, and you're like, oh, I guess I'm gonna get home at like two a.m. You're like annoyed, you know. <laughs> yeah. But uh, no, I mean, you're still. It's that's the, those names are the reason it's always packed. Is that not just because they know the lineup will be great, but the expectation that someone great will be popping in. So yeah. no, it's definitely cool, and uh, there's no one that I'm like. You know, I love watching Dave Attell. Dave Attell has, you know, always got new material. And I, uh, whenever I'm feeling good about myself, I'll watch him and I'll be like, he's so much better than me. God, <laughs> Is he like comedy Yoda to you? Yeah, he kind of he kind of has a Yoda vibe too. It's, it's like, funny. Gaffigan like said the same thing about him too. He's yeah, like, that's the only guy that thought I was funny when I was starting out. So oh, I yeah. just used that. You know, Dave Attell. Dave Attell, kind of vouching for me and, and pushing for me is probably the. Best feeling. He's I, I I revere him. I think he's the best. So. Yeah, and I think that still has a lot of weight to it, especially with other comics. I think that's you know. That Look, Dave something. is very generous with uh you know compliments to comics. He really you know he really is a great dude. And then you know so certain guy. I love seeing him. I love yeah. Of course, I want to pop in and see some of Chappelle, but usually so many comics are down there. It's kind of hard sometimes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah, Bill Burr if he pops in, you know, and, and there's so many great uh, stand-ups. You know, and then I, I have really funny friends that I want to see what they're up to. So yeah, yeah, your comedy clique is pretty tight. You got you, you got Joe Mackey, mm-hmm. um, uh, Phil, is it Phil Hanley, mm-hmm. and then uh, Mark Norman as well. Sure, yeah, all of them. <laughs> yeah, uh, you, you Joe guys, is. you guys tend to riff a lot with each other. Yeah, Mackey and I, we trash each other a lot, you know. And then yeah, I mean, I, Mark Norman's kind of my go-to for bits. I I talk with him so much about bits. He's he's awesome in that. Like, I'm sure his girlfriend hates me. I'll text him a bit at like 3 a.m. <laughs> and she, and he's like, he gets back right back to me. And I'm like, hey, have you heard anything like this? And he'll write back. And I'm sure she's sitting next to him like, this guy is the worst person to live with. <laughs> That's how you know. That's part of the life, though. That's how you know you're no, still Mark in is, it. You he's obsessive. It, you know? He's an obsessive joke writer, and that's, I mean, probably why he's so good is that he's, uh, you know, and same with Mackie and all that Phil. They're all they're all great joke writers, and yeah. they all are like, you know, married to the game, so to speak, right? They're like not. It's like that's part of the seller is like I I definitely have. It's definitely cost me. Like I know guys who go on like so many dates, and and then someone will try to set me up, and I'm like, yeah, I guess I could squeeze a date in here, but I could add another spot, and I just always <laughs> choose a spot. I feel like I just yeah. want to. I just want to be at the seller. I just want to. And it's some days it does feel like Groundhog's Day, so you really gotta check yourself a little bit. Where you're like, oh, maybe maybe this is bad for creativity to be doing the exact same thing every day. So I do I do yeah. try to. Lately, I've been trying to. Uh, just maybe open up some pathways in my brain and do other stuff. <laughs> Catch but. a movie or something. Yeah. <laughs> do you hit that wall sometimes? Because I know a lot of comics will, where especially you're on the road a lot, you're going yeah. and working on material all the time. Do you every once in a while ever hit that wall where it's just like, I need to go and just be a person for a couple of days and live life and just sort of recharge? I always say I'm going to do it and I just never do it. <laughs> yeah. I just never do it. I, I, I don't know. I, uh, I, I visited a girl in LA, uh, over, I mean, I still was doing spots and stuff, but I visited yeah. her, and that was kind of like, that's as close to a vacation as I think I've ever taken, you know? Yeah. So I don't really, because it wouldn't feel like a vacation. I know some people are like, because, you know, I'm single, so it's kind of like, uh, I don't want to go to like, where am I going to go to like <laughs> Europe alone? Yeah. You know, yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> it just feels like kind of sad. I don't know. I, I mean, for some people, it's, for me, it would feel that way. And also, I would just miss comedy. I don't know. It, it feels weird going to one of these places and not doing time. I just get anxiety not doing sets. I feel like I'm getting worse. Yeah. And you're just sort of like 
being lazy in a way and just falling off you know it's like those people who have to go to the gym for an hour every single day and if yes. they don't for one day they felt like i just gained 30 pounds and i'm this is it i'm this so the it. opposite of that person you know but it's sort of like i think comics only fall into that trap when they find themselves doing the same thing again and again and again and we'll be right back with more of our jfl 42 wrap-up right here on inside jokes only on global news radio 640 toronto Hi, my name is Amish Patel, and you are listening to Inside Jokes on 640. Holly came from Miami, FLA. Hitchhiked away across USA. And it's our JFL 42 wrap-up special right here on Inside Jokes, brought to you, of course, by our good friends at Hakeem Optical. If you're writing and you're keeping things fresh and you're always motivated to do that, I don't think there is any reason to sort of get off of that cycle. I think you, you know? become a one-gear a one gear Gary, you know, you got it. You got to do. <laughs> there you go. There's your catchphrase. You got it. Yeah, it's my one. What are you guys? One gear Garys? What just applause? I'm like, that's right. Uh, no, it's. Uh, I think you gotta. You do have. You need stories. You need life. And yeah. You, I'm not really a storyteller comic. I have stories that I'll tell sometimes, but I don't. Like, I'm more of a joke guy. So I, yeah. I think I have to live in my head a little bit. But then you know, sometimes living in your head makes you crazy. You know, sometimes thinking of those jokes, like you're already on the road, so you feel isolated. But then you got to go to the coffee shop and kind of like live in your head for a little while and it can feel you gotta yeah you gotta have like a rotation of friends to call sometimes yeah you yeah, don't yeah. want to go you don't want to go crazy check in with the world once in a while well that's why these gigs when i when i stay in like a strip mall and i'm off to some highway i'm like all right dude like what am i in prison like what is this <laughs> like i feel like you know you're like you're like walking it's like some you're like running across some dangerous intersection to get a tuna sandwich on like some highway, and <laughs> yeah. you're like, "This is the life." Like, I'm like, and like, I'm like fairly established now. This is still how I'm living. Yeah, it's kind of hilarious. I don't know. <laughs> Fair enough. All right. Well, uh, Samra, where can people check out your stuff? By the way, obviously, if they didn't go and see you here at JFL 42, shame I'll on them. Back. I'll be You'll back. You'll be back. Yeah, I love it. I love it here, man. I, I'm definitely gonna come back. Well, yeah, it's like. We're a polite city where you wait for the green light. That's our thing now. Where do you? For Uber and me, man. I'm driving around. Yeah, you get Vince Tedesco here driving you all over the city, bringing you to TV shows yeah. at six in the morning. Maybe don't do that next time. Where yeah, can we'll, we'll uh, avoid that. We'll avoid where that. can people check out all your stuff, Sam? Um, I I post a lot of new jokes on like Instagram and uh, and Twitter and stuff. Just my name, uh, Sam Morell, M O R R I L, and. Uh, yeah, I I'm, I post gigs all the time on my website, uh, samurel.com slash gigs, and uh, I'm all over, man. I'm doing the road a lot. I'm going to tape a new... I have a couple specials. Um, I have um, Positive Influence and Class Act, or, or both audio. Of it. I don't know if you can get them streaming in Canada, but you can get them both on the audio, at least, on you know Spotify or Apple Music, wherever yeah. you get music. And, and uh, I actually do a podcast with Phil Hanley and Joe Mackey called Keeping Joe, as well as a, a basketball podcast I just started called Pod Don't Lie with uh, Stavros from Come Town. It's pretty. <laughs> yeah, it's we pretty, were talking about it this morning. It's pretty it's, funny. It's pretty damn fun. The podcast. <laughs> yeah. I really. I'm like having a lot of fun with this basketball podcast because uh, 
I mean, it's just great. We just are covering just insanely stupid topics, yeah, but we yeah. never we we don't run out of shit to talk about. Like we did an episode <laughs> recently. We had a, a friend of mine, Alex English, who's a really funny gay comic. Uh, we just talked about we broke down the fuckability of each coaches in each <laughs> in each division, and we and you know, it's Stavros and I are straight guys, but we get to so we hear it from our perspective. Like, well, was I, if I was a woman or a gay man, this is what I would think of him. And and Alex like had this whole new he gave us this whole new perspective so each episode is stuff like that and it's so we we're pretty diehard basketball fans but we also uh you know we we're, we want it to be a comedy podcast yeah, so we're yeah. pretty damn stupid on it okay awesome check that out thank oh, you again hey, samuel oh. information yeah. though uh might be appearing in the new joker movie if you're not cut we oh know yeah you. i don't know if i got cut you out don't of the know joker if you're, movie. Uh, okay. well, i don't know comics are in it I don't want to. Yeah, I think Gary Goldman and Chris Red, and I believe Mark Maron and, and maybe Brian Callen as well. So uh, be well, careful. Mark I... for sure, he's in the trailer. But yeah, hey, cool. look out for Sam, man. I, I told I had a great time shooting it. It was a really really fun experience, and uh, Todd Phillips and Joaquin Phoenix were cool as hell. It was yeah. really, it was really really fun. And uh, so you know, even if I'm not in, it was a it was a cool experience, and I, it looks awesome. So I want to see it. I hope they catch a fire, buddy. Catch yeah, there you go. That's not a bad year. Thank you again, Sam Morrell. Thank you. We'll be back with more JFL 42 right here on Inside Jokes, Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Hey, this is Rodrigo Fernandez Stoll, star of the North by Northeast Music Festival, and you're listening to Inside Jokes on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. I remember you well in the Chelsea Hotel. You were talking so brave and so sweet. Giving me head on the unmade bed While the limousines wait in the street But those were the reasons And that was New York We were running for the money and this wraps up another huge year for JFL 42 here in Toronto. We've had a lot of guests joining us on the air and passing through studio. You're tuned in for our JFL 42 wrap-up special right here on Inside Jokes, only on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. I don't care what color my skin is or whatever. I'll tell you that back home, when I do the clubs, I have to close out those shows a lot because the clubs know that I can close out the show. That's when you see the difference in, st- in stand-up. It's not about what you look like. In a show setting, you go from host, feature, headliner. The headliner is usually the one that's been doing it the longest and has the strongest set. So it's not about what you look like or what you are. It's about how funny you are. Talent speaks for itself. Absolutely. Spoken very eloquently, Christina. Um, just to wrap up, career highlights so far and what you got looking what are you looking forward to um you know look i mean career highlights i was the first latina to write star and produce in their own network sitcom in u.s history that was me in 2014 i did uh, a pixar movie i was in cars 3 i was the first latina to star in a disney pixar movie that was in 2017 uh amazing but at the same time it's so sad that 2014 2017 someone like me is still considered as being the first one to ever do it 
You know, uh, coming up this year, I have a book coming out that I wrote called Music to My Years. It's available October 8th. You can pre-order it now, and I'm going on a national tour the day it comes out, October 8th, to promote the book. And the name of my tour is uh, My Affordable Care Act. So it's, it, I'm doing like 40 cities across the country from October to December, and I'm just looking forward to it and just having fun. Anything close to Toronto? Yeah, I'm actually doing JFL 42 uh, in September, so in I'll September. be doing yeah. So I'll be doing t- uh, a couple solo shows at JFL 42. I'm so excited because I really I love Toronto so much. Like it's one of my favorite cities, so I'm really excited to go. We'll come look for you then. Thank you very much, Cristela. Awesome. We'll get a quick photo up before you leave and enjoy the rest of the festival. Thank Great. you. Thanks. Thank you. And that was New York. We were running for the money. Do you guys feel um, in a way that um, essentially you're opening people who gravitate and use that social media route, open themselves to more criticism? A, it's great because you're so in touch with your fans and your audience, but there's so much criticism that comes right back at you and you kind of got to filter it out and kind of the mental space of it all. Um, It's it's a catch-22 essentially. but I, I, have you guys ever felt victim of that? I mean, victim, we actually have a part in our show, in our duo act, where we read some of the hate mail that we get. And as you can imagine, we get a lot. You know, we're lesbians, we're Jewish, Muslim, we're like every, the most hated check all the things. Boxes. Yeah. Sometimes people don't even get to the part that, of not liking female comics. Yeah, because <laughs> they have so much to There's other things. It. But we haven't, we haven't had the experience that some female comedians have had where they've been actively doxxed online, you know, where they've gotten death threats. Yeah, we haven't had that. Had their parents' phone numbers and their niece or nephew, you know. I mean, I mean, there's a comedian in New York that just happened to because of a joke she made. A very funny on, show, A joke. very funny joke she made basically about Venmo, but that referenced the death of a rapper and his fans came after her and uh, her family and, you know, Comedy Central ended up taking it down because she requested it for her own safety. But, you know, it's... it's uh, it's really bad, and it's really especially bad for women online. I feel at times that this industry often, not the industry, but the people who sort of say that they're comedy lovers, forget the intent of comedy, and it's just to make people laugh, and sometimes you get stuck into that dark rabbit hole, and people just lose the actual message of what it all was. Getting back to more of a positive sort of spin on things, and let's get, you know, we are at a comedy festival here. I want to talk about career highlights. What, looking back at the, the career so far, kind of sticks out in your memory and what do you kind of look forward to? What's next on the bucket list? I mean, I have, uh, I feel lucky enough that I've had some, some uh, quite a few uh, highlights that I re- really like and we made one of them uh, on this trip recording our special exactly. <laughs> what's next we're going to be a trio act next year <laughs> no but yeah uh, opening for Patton Oswald, just having him follow me on Twitter and uh, allowing me to open for him uh, a few times in big theaters Washington DC and LA and uh, New York was definitely uh, yeah the best thing our special was a highlight of course and uh, the Tonight Show was a highlight career-wise for me and both are really really fun things that I feel proud about our dream scenario next is uh, an animated sitcom about our that life we voice. yeah yeah oh yeah Which, does it have a name well the L. Solomons is the name of our duo act uh, I don't know a marriage of convenience maybe a one bed solution <laughs> <laughs> I love it girls I want to thank you for your time today we'll get a quick photo up before you leave and enjoy the rest of the festival thank you thank you, you. No problem. And that was New York 
We were running for the money and the flag. If anybody could say it or anybody could think of it, you know, it doesn't mean I don't have those jokes. I'm just saying those aren't my juice. Those aren't the things that mean the most to me. The ones that mean the most to me are something organic that's really true to me that nobody could have said that because it's me. I, it happened to me. It's my personal experience that is so personalized and specific. But yeah, you're going to have jokes that other people might have been able to tell. That happens. Um, here's a nice little philosophical kind of question. Yeah. What the hell would you tell your 20-year-old self to look out for or kind of stay tuned for? And what would you want to know from your 70-year-old self? Uh, for my seven-year-old self? Oh, yeah. seven or 70. How old are you? 70. 70-year-old self. So what do you want to know what's coming to you? And what do you want to tell young Andrew, hey, I would buck t- up for this? Well, I haven't been 70 yet, but I imagine I would say, um, slow down. I imagine when I'm 70, I would probably tell myself, slow down. I work as hard as I, I can, and I don't really take enough breaks. And I think I know notice it more and more that I should slow down a little bit, you know? Okay. And then the, the young self, the 20-year-old self, yeah. what would I tell him? Yeah. Um, it's going to get good. <laughs> it's going to get good. It's hard now, but it's going to get good. And 20 kind of, was a nightmare. To kind of wrap things up, um, highlight of your career so far and when you kind of got your eyes this set This interview. God and bless all, you. Now I'm going to go to bed now. That's <laughs> all I've got left. Um, I don't know what the highlight of my career has been so far. I'm loving every step of the way, man. It's been fun. Ups and downs are never going to stop. I'm never going to go only up. You're going to have some lulls. And I don't give a shit. I'm ready for all of them. I'm going to die one day. I might as well have fun, so... Well, that's a good way to look at it. Yeah, what do you kind of got your eyes set on? What is that? What do you got your eyes set on? Right now, I'm doing a TV show for FX that I shoot in a couple of months, and that's kind of the next thing on my docket that I'm excited for. Nice. And uh, doing more whiskey gingers with people that I admire, that I love. I love that podcast, brother. Yeah, thanks, it's man. Great concept. Appreciate it. Yeah, I'm do- tomorrow's going to be with Black Thought from The Roots, who's like one of my musical heroes, man. You know, and he's going to sit down with us, and we're going to talk about bridging the gap of comedy and music. Is that open to the public? Yeah, yeah, man. Okay, five thirty. Come, come through. I got to come check you yeah. out. I thank you for time today Thank Andrew you, uh, we'll get a quick photo up and I, you know what shout out to that shirt too that you're wearing shout out to the Brody shirt man rest in peace Brody Stevens he was the best man best of all time thank you for your time thanks brother, brother. The best. Keep it tuned in only on Inside Jokes right here on Global News Radio 640 Toronto and of course coast to coast on Global News Online. Hi, this is Alicia Carusi, and you're listening to my aunt Sandra Carusi's Comedy Rx. This week's Comedy Rx featuring Sam Morrill. The right time to be here, right, is uh, Justin Trudeau is going to the his life. I get to be in Canada. <laughs> I thought it was just uh, brown face, but no, like, no, it was also black face. <laughs> he hit a lot of different levels. I love it. But his campaign circle is like, please just tell me this is it. And he's like, I'm gonna be honest with you, there was a Filipino party night. We <laughs> pulled our eyes back and everything, they're like, God damn it. make an apology he was all red face which you know I found offensive to the Cherokee people I did uh, so I got off the train the other day uh, at Astor Place and I got off the train and fireworks were going off uh, loudly but me and a few other people thought it was an active shooter and that really sucked because I got to see how I would have reacted in that situation and it's, it's not what I would have hoped not nearly as heroic as I had pictured. I used a pregnant woman as a human shield. And I screamed, take her, she counts as two. 